When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan. And tonight we're going to talk about WWE Roadblock End of the Line, the pay-per-view that just concluded minutes ago on the East Coast. Matt, how's it going, man? Going good, man. How are you? Doing well. Hanging in there. Uh, interesting pay-per-view tonight. A lot to talk about uh, in terms of titles changing hands, what happened and what didn't happen. But before we dive into things, just want to let people know that this episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast is brought to you by Skills, the worldwide leader in mobile esports. Play the games you love and win real cash prizes. Go to skills.com slash wrestling on your iOS or Android device. Now that's skills with a Z, skills.com slash wrestling and download your favorite free games when you make a deposit skills will double it and when you use the promo code wrestling you'll get an additional ten dollars in free bonus cash that's skills.com slash wrestling and we thank them for sponsoring the show so matt did you watch the pre-show tonight i guess is my first question Nah. Yeah, so it was uh, ca- uh, Big Cass versus Rusev. Uh, the match uh, just sort of went back and forth, and then uh, Lana faked an injury, made it seem like Enzo did it. It was a DQ. Rusev won. But let's talk about the actual show, the main card that started with the added tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championship, which was New Day versus Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, titles change hands tonight, which I know we predicted happening now that New Day has broken Demolition's record and is right. the longest reigning WWE Tag Team champ um so what do you think about that title change and what did you think of the match um the match was fantastic but um it's like who else who do they have to go against i don't want to see new day anymore i I, I cannot express that enough they need to get off my tv for a little bit not because they're not talented they've just been put in every segment known to man from corny to funny to great to great in-ring work to shitty in-ring work not to not to their reasoning not because of them um you name it i've seen them in every single incarnation and i don't need to see anymore um they need it they definitely need a change somewhere along the way um so with that it's like who does sheamus and cesaro have well i was very i'm hoping i'm very optim i'm very very uh, optimistic that hopefully it leads into uh owens and jericho we get a couple of uh 
tag matches out of this versus those two. I don't see it happening, but I hope it happens because they've got nobody else to go against. Well, I'll tell you, I think Gallows and Anderson. Um, I uh, think they buried them too much. Well, but I think we could see a little renaissance of a serious tag division, right? Let New Day do some segments with, um, you know, with Enzo and Castle, do segments uh, with uh, Golden Truth. Let them go off and do the comedy side of the tag division, and then let's have some real tag team competitive wrestling again with some credible opponents. You know, and maybe if it's Owens and Jericho, so be it. Um, but yeah, I think this now uh, opens the playing field. But but it, but the playing field has been buried, unfortunately. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was thinking the same thing. I was hoping, okay, it'd be great for Gallows and Anderson, but it's like, I couldn't even say that because they, they're they they're, they're shattered. They are very, very destroyed right now. Um, they need time away and they come back, not because they're stale or anything, but because they've been buried so much. Well, that's the problem when your champs are a comedy act. <clears throat> you know, it just, it, I think it lowers whatever no, I mean, can do. I'm sorry. I mean, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing because uh, they've been in segments with New Day. And oh, I, I think got it's, you. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. taken away from them because it's kind of like what's going on in SmackDown right now, right? I mean, there's like nothing serious in SmackDown. So American Alpha against like the Wyatts. I mean, that's comic book characters mm-hmm. against collegiate athletes. It doesn't really work. Um, Better than what we're seeing here, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, um, but I think I, I think this is hopeful that there's a reset and we'll see something good come out of this. Um, I'm hoping. Sheamus and Cesaro, um, I gotta tell you, I thought tonight that match that was a great showcase for them. You know, I feel like New Day just kind of sure. took the beating and uh, took the pin. Well, they they continued their story of cheating. Um, that was yeah. good. Um, that was what you could tell that was their story going into this match that they needed to get across. Um, also, I was just thinking they could pull up the two guys from NXT. Oh, the uh, Dash and Dawson, the Revival. That would be good. Yeah. That would be very good for Cesaro and Seamus. I'd, I'd like to see more teams put together. I mean, let's give uh, let's give uh, uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. I mean, let's pair them back together and have them, you know, do some competition. I mean, this is a, an opportunity, I think. I don't want to see those two. Sorry. <laughs> or some of the other guys we haven't seen on TV in a while. You know, I, I mean, know, I know, like, I know what you're getting at though. Yeah, the greater is the, the, the whatever the saying is the greater of some whatever the hell the saying is. Yeah, two decent guys that that we know are better than what we're being what we're being shown on TV with them. Combine them together and maybe they take them serious. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think it's it's an opportunity because look, New Day is over <clears throat> in, in however capacity they have. It's like Enzo and Cass. They don't need the belts. They don't need the titles. You can just have New Day come right. out and talk. They don't even need to wrestle. You know, and they're uh, they're good for a solid segment. Uh, more I think they're going to slide into the Santino role, bro. I, yeah. I really do. I think after they get done explaining this title loss, yada yada yada, after a couple weeks, they'll be they'll they'll they'll, they'll be kicking the show off. They'll be doing things like that Santino would do. Yeah, have them interact with the celebrity guest stars. Right. Um. Yeah, have comedic plots that run through the episode. Um. Well, we'll see. But I think it'll be better because I mean Santino was largely I think an extension of Vince's sense of humor. It seems like with New Day, at least they let them creatively come up with some stuff. Right. Uh. So hopefully it'll be a better version than that. But this this was a weird pay per view overall tonight. Uh. You know, my wife at one point turned to me and she was like, "This feels just like an episode of Raw." I mean, it just really. I think uh, showed fully on display the weakness of the uh, the brand split and with Raw leaning so heavily on the same people week in and week out. There was nothing that felt really special tonight um, except uh, for the return of Neville, which, which yes. was a very nice surprise. We'll say the um, same thing. 
yeah so i mean so let's go uh keep going segment by segment and talk about what else happened um we had the uh sammy zane versus braun Strowman match the 10 minute challenge uh mm-hmm. you know i i was really had high hopes for this i was hoping we were going to see sammy do something really creative to to make for a 10 minute match but i felt like this was a lot of dodging ducking taking it and and bringing it a little at the end i mean this was not a showcase of sammy zane's skills by any means but i mean what, what did you think of uh win here I was not crazy enough to think that would happen. I mean, they're, they're, they're building, let's be clear, they're building Braun Strowman. I'm surprised they even let Braun not win that 10-minute match, quite honestly, um, yeah. with how highly they think of him um, and what they're trying to do with him. He cannot be seen slipping on the banana peel even yet, and he was slipping on the ban- banana peel a few times tonight. Um, made him look stupid uh, a few uh, when he came back in the ring and did the final third charge and miss. You know, that was a little yeah. overkill. And it makes him look stupid. Um, they also need to stop letting him talk. Um, if Not 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 totally, but, but um, like, it was his stuff with Mick at the end, you know, was so rehearsed. That was so scripted. I didn't believe a word of it. Not because he can't talk shit like that or be mean or intimidating, but because you could tell that poor guy is memorizing lines. Yeah. Um, I've been right in the same shoes, so I, I smell it from a mile away. Um, but, man, he doesn't need to talk. Less is more. I mean, so many people would say that about me, and I used to argue it as a big guy. Like, oh, I could talk, though. Let me get a chance. And it took me years and years and years to, to earn that right, though. Um, he... he I don't know. Less is more. And this was never going to be a showcase match for for Sami Zayn. I wish it was. I wish Sami could beat him the whole nine because I love Sami Zayn. But I, there's no way that was going to happen tonight. This was them booking themselves almost into a corner, quite honestly. Um, they got a really hot baby face, right, that people need to see win this match or win something, yada, yada, yada. And then you have a vicious heel that they're trying to build to go against The Undertaker one day is, the hope, is, is their hopeful long-term goal for this guy. Um what do you do? You know, that's booking yourself into a corner. Yeah. So they come up with this cl- uh, clever little 10 minute gimmick, right? So big man saves face if he, cause he's not being pinned. Uh, and Sammy, you know, gets over for, for the last two minutes. Problem is the big guy, in my opinion, was a little bit damaged with how dumb he looked. Well, they didn't do what they did to Nia Jax when Bailey scored her uh, Nia Jax's first defeat, right? I mean, this wasn't, you know, no, working the ranker pit and Jedi, like figuring out the vulnerability or the weakness of Braun Strowman. He I just, got no idea what that means. Remember in Return of the Jedi, Luke no. falls into that pit at Jabba's palace and he beats the big monster. Is that the quicksand? Uh, it was before that, where they put Luke in the dungeon and there's the big rancor, the big... Uh, oh, yeah, I had the figure actually when I was a kid. I yeah, so remember Luke huge. figured out the weakness, right? And figured yeah. out how to attack him and win. And that's kind of like what Bailey did with Nia Jax, was Bailey mm-hmm. figured out, like, okay, I can choke her out, you know, and, and use her size against her. We didn't see that tonight. This wasn't Sammy discovering Braun's no. Achilles heel. Hell no, just not yet. Dodging and, and running out the clock. Fine. I, I, that's what I mean. They put themselves in a corner. Yeah, I wanted to see some from Sammy, Sammy too, but not against this guy, not yet. Yeah, I mean, so where, where do you think? Do you think they continue this from here? They cannot. They've got to <laughs> friggin' what's his name's going to get a steam back tomorrow night? He's going to annihilate Sammy Zayn. It's going to yeah. be in the parking lot. It's going to be in the locker room. It's going to be in the crapper. It's going to happen though. Um, he's going to power bomb him somewhere and very, very, very viciously, or kill him somehow. Um, but. Sammy needs to move on to somebody new. We need to start getting that dude some literal, like some real wins here. Yeah. Not against no names. 
Well, that was the problem tonight. It just it seemed like, you know, even with the whole end of the line tag um, and what they were saying, I mean, they really applied that to Charlotte and Sasha as the end of their story. But with everyone else, it just felt like, oh, great. Now we're going to see more of Kevin and Chris and uh, Reigns and Rollins and just keep continuing with the, the same the same dance that we've been doing. Kevin needs again. Jericho. I like Kevin, so I know oh, he's he great with need, Jericho. He but, needs him right now still. He still needs him. But even the way they finished that match tonight, it's <laughs> like, I mean, do you think we're going to see Owens versus Reigns at uh, Royal Rumble? Ugh. Yeah, exactly. I, I, figured, I figured, no, I figured, honestly, we were going to see Jericho versus Reigns. Yeah. yeah uh, let's change it up a little. I mean, so what did you think of, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, well, what did you think of Rollins versus Jericho, the match that came after that? Awesome. Love that match. Love that match. Separate interference, but I love the match. Yeah. Is, it, is that kind of weird? I mean, to, to, from your mindset as a performer, like when you have, and say, the same with the last match, when you have these matches, right, and you put all that effort into it, and then the finish is interference in a DQ. I mean, is that sort of, as a performer, does that take the wind out of your sails at all? No. But, well, as the guy is going over, yeah. If you're a mark for yourself, then you could sit there and I could see someone rationalizing going, oh, great. You know, okay, I'm going over, but I got to go over this way. Yeah. Um, I'm not going over clean, brother. You know, I could see guys. I've seen them. I've heard them talk like that um, in private. But, like, storyline-wise, sometimes it is a necessity evil to have that interference. Unfortunately, right now with the Jericho, you know, KO storyline, it is – the main hook of their storyline, quite frankly, is is miscommunications when that when this would occur, right? Yeah. Whenever there would be a run in, there's a huge miscommunication, something, and, and the other gets screwed, or, or we're hoping the other gets screwed. Um, that's the hook right now, unfortunately. But like in other matches, like when I was at TNA, especially, they had such a thing with run ins. Vince, love Vince to death. Uh, and before I even say the next sentence, I'm, I got to just precursor by saying he, by far, other than Jim Cornette, booked me better than anybody else. That said, he had a hard on and a half for friggin' run ins. <laughs> Loved himself some run ins. Every match I had to have run ins and schmazes. And it gets old. People get freaking bored of it, and, and it doesn't have the same effect. Like every week we were doing brawls, or every week there was always a run-in because God, we hit, in Vince's defense, though, he had a lot of stars like Kurt Angle, Booker T, and Nash, and all these Scott Steiners, all these Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers that, for whatever reason, Vince would never pull the trigger when it was their time to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, he would argue probably that, uh, he, you know, it, it wasn't him, it was them. But no, he has the pen. At the end of the day, that's your role to go tell the talent that, hey, we need to put this guy over. And he did that with me and Booker T um, once, I remember. Um, so I'm just saying he, there's a way that guys get protected by having a run-in. And TNA was notorious for it when I was there. No guy would ever beat anybody. It, it was so yeah. annoying. Not even me, just all matches. What do you think is more annoying, that or 50-50 booking? That is 50-50 booking almost. Well, but it's a draw. It's kind of like saying, you know, well, who's to like, say? Let's like, agree okay. to disagree. You know? I, I, I'd be ready to bicycle kick some dude in the mouth, and then someone like somehow Joe would do a running with his sweet sword he had at the time in his face paint, do some freaking tribal <laughs> dance, piss, you know, piss in the middle of the ring, and blah, 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 in the middle of the <laughs> ring, and then hit the dude with his finisher. And then I slip on a banana peel and fall on the guy, and I get the win. Like, what the fuck? What does that do? Yeah. 
I, I just know. made up that entire scenario. I hope everyone doesn't really look that up on YouTube for some other Joe doing rain dances. I just made that up. It sounds pretty believable, though. I'm kind of surprised, <laughs> the way that you, you, I mean, you paint a picture with your words, man. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's like it just seems to be like it's all for naught, right? I mean, it was the same thing with the, the final match tonight. It's like we set this up. The stakes are there. They do this barn burner knockdown drag out match. And then it's kind of like, eh, but who's to know what would have happened, you know, had Jericho not interfered? I didn't. We'll get to it. I didn't like yeah. the, the main event. It's just, uh, I just, especially with these long matches. I mean, they're they're. I feel like I some like of these it. matches are grueling to watch. I don't mean that necessarily as an insult, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're we're on a journey. We're there with you. We're going through something, and when you just sort of pull the rug out from under us at the end, it's kind of when, it, when it includes Roman. Unfortunately, not because not because he can't go. I don't know what it is. Maybe I finally have joined the rest of these haters. I, I don't know. I just know when he's no longer these longer matches, I just I, I'm not as entertained for whatever reason. And he's hitting the Superman punch out of nowhere. He's doing everything he can. He's he's gotten really good. Um, but like for instance, Sasha and Charlotte. I I love that match. I loved how long that went. I loved it went into OT. Um, I told you I can watch them nonstop because they are awesome in the ring together. We'll get to that match. Sorry. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I thought J Jericho and, and Rollins was interesting when paired with the title match. I mean, we assumed when we talked about, uh, you know, last Monday's Raw coming into tonight, Roadblock end of the line, that uh, Owens and Jericho were going to have some interference in one another's matches. So, I mean, that definitely is what happened tonight. Um, but yeah, it really changes the tone a little bit as opposed to just being a clean, straightforward battle of who's better. Um, you know, yeah. and I don't know, from story telling purposes i you know i i think i know where they're going with this but it's i don't know i want something a little, a little fresher um speaking of something i mean i guess this was a little fresh tonight uh you know with with the match itself but i mean rich swan versus tj perkins versus the brian kendrick in the cruiserweight championship match i you know i thought there was a good back and forth i thought the match had a good momentum but for me completely overshadowed by uh, neville coming out at the end and attacking rich swan um and then attacking uh tj perkins and really bringing okay neville is back he's got the beard he's looking good and he's gonna mm -hmm. be the badass heel of the cruiserweight division Love that. Who, who does very, very fancy and pretty moves. They're going to have to figure that out, that one, that part of the equation out. That's why Evan Bourne can never be taken as a serious as a heel. They do such cool stuff in the ring. I don't want to boo that. You know, I, I was hoping Neville would hit his finisher because I love seeing it. Yeah. Uh, that's not the way it should be. I should not want to see him hit his finisher if he's a heel. <laughs> um, but his facials, his, phys, his, uh, uh, his physicality was awesome. Um, he was, you could tell, he's like, it's about mother effing time. You could see it in his body language. Um, and this is, I think this is great. They need another heel. <clears throat> um, and what a big difference between him and everybody else, right? Did he not just, I don't, don't tell me, oh, well, he's been on the show. He's had more exposure. Yes, this is true. But if we're talking about a mainstream fan clicking through the channels, they're stopping. And if they're going to stop and look, they're going to look at that guy. Out of all four guys in that ring, they're going to look at that guy because he looks like a star. He looks like an athlete, more importantly. Um, he, You know, he, he's somebody I'd pay to see. I, I love watching him. Um, I think it's great for the division. You know, I was hoping there'd be something with what's-his-name being interjected somehow. Austin Aries, maybe? But I know oh, yeah. he's not ready. He's not cleared, I'm guessing, yet with his eye, but um, I'm assuming. But, like, it's going to get better when they start – implementing you know they, they've got him now maybe they'll get an austin aries eventually maybe there's some other guys out there that they can bring up i don't know 
Well, I'll tell you with Neville, I'm hoping they give him a mic because I think there is a great storyline here where they can go they can go meta with it. That, you know, I mean, we've joked before, Neville, the guy that WWE literally forgot in light of all these cruiserweights, he's been there, he's been passed over, they bring in this cruiserweight tournament, right. this entire division, he's ignored, and now he's yep. come to claim what is rightfully hit. That I bet you any amount of money, that's exactly what he says. That there's no that it has to be. That's the only rightful yeah. explanation. That's what I, I got all that with just the run in tonight honestly i mean that's how obvious i think this is to everybody but this is wwe you, you never know they might have something up their sleeve that's different um but i think it's you know predictable that's what it's going to be but a good predictable here you know well especially i mean you were talking before about how i mean the guy looks like a star i mean look his entrance i've always thought his entrance was one of the absolute best his entrance cool. music everything about yep. it just says this guy is a daredevil performer. special yeah yep. i mean just this high-flying athlete that is you know literally you know above what everyone else is doing yep. and um yeah i just i think he is a star rating waiting for the right rub and this is this is it man you know i'm hoping this is it well, really not the right he, he's giving these dudes the rub really well um, you think i mean i think he'll elevate the division but i want to see him as like a star in this division you know there's nobody on his level yet it's going to take austin aries yeah well, and so, so Aries is doing commentary well, now on 205 Live. He was here tonight to join on this match. It'll be yeah. telling if he comes back to do uh, some more commentary. I mean, I guess if he's not doing anything right now, comes back and keeps doing commentary for those segments, maybe. Oh, and then our boy, my boy, uh, Gal was it Gallagher? Uh, Gallagher. Gallagher, sorry. I think he's another uh, diamond in the rough as far as that division goes. He's someone that's different and, and offers a different character. Um, he's not on their level, obviously, but. With time, I, I'm, I'm predicting he can be. It'll be interesting. Uh, what do you think? I mean, this, this is as good a time as any to talk about this because with the cruiserweights and 205 Live, so now they've got this this fourth brand, as it were, within yeah. WWE. And then tonight, we saw, we learned about this a few days ago, they're adding a fifth brand in doing a UK title, and they're going to have the tournament on the network, and that's going to lead to a weekly show that, that's produced in the UK of UK wrestlers. What's the five Raw, SmackDown, uh, NXT, um, Cruiserweights? Crap, the Cruiserweights. That's is that five? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's five. Sorry, and the UK. Um, I don't get it. I don't know what I think it's cool, whatever the hell it is. I, I'm not quite sure I understand how it works. I, I, I understand the way, way uh, Hunter explained it is that it, they're just hoping that it takes off like every other show has, like yeah. like the cruiserweights supposedly have, and uh, have their own brand and their own show, right, on the network overseas. But is it just going to feature UK talent every single week? Because, listen, only the hardest of hardcore fans are going to watch that every single week. I don't know about you, and I feel like such a jerk saying this because I have so many British fans, and I feel like I only want to say this because I'm going to get so much heat for it. But I'm going to say it anyway because I can't be the only fan out there that thinks this way. I don't. Sometimes when their accent is too thick, the talent that's from whether Ireland or whatnot. They lose me a little bit. Like yeah. when you're saying you want to hear Neville talk, I don't want to hear him talk because I think his his accent is too thick. Drew Galloway, his accent is way too thick. Um, and, and not for everybody else. Maybe it's just for me. But for me, I don't know why there's a disconnect. There shouldn't be a disconnect just because somebody has an accent. It sounds stupid, I know. <laughs> but if I'm 100% honest and blunt, that's just me as a fan speaking. Yeah. I've always had this disconnect. Uh, British Bulldog, Davy Boy, never had that with him. Uh, Sheamus, I don't have it with him. Um, what's her name? Becky Lynch, don't have it with her. Um, but but some of these other ones that have a little bit thicker accents. They lose me. Like that dude Najar, whatever the hell his name is. 
Um, the cruiserweight dude, like, I don't even know what the hell he's saying half the oh, time no he's talking. Yeah. I just know he thinks he's Johnny freaking cool guy whenever he <laughs> is trying to talk. I get well, that from his body language. That's it. Well, there are a wide range of uh, British and European accents. So, I mean, I definitely get that, especially so, when you get into, like, Welsh accents and the like. But, but Glenn, my point is, like, when the show comes, is there other fans that think this way? And if there is, is, there, is that going to be a, is that gonna be an issue? I think they're looking at the gates of those UK tours they've been doing and seeing what the NXT tours have been doing. and then But they're watching the- American wrestlers, mainly. Yeah. Well, but Do they want to see their own? The business has to be doing well enough. Well, I mean, what was the one uh, where Finn appeared? Uh, was it was it the one that Paige's family used to run? Which one was it? Like totally insane wrestling or something? Yeah, or I know it? what you're talking about. I don't know the name of it, but I know what yeah. you mean. So the gates must be good enough there that the WWE sees, hey, there's some money to be had here, and there's an audience to tap into, right? You I mean, think, you would think so, right? Yeah. Yeah, I and I don't so. think any. I mean, I watch a lot of British TV. I, I mean, I could be totally wrong with this, but I never hear about um, or see on the sites where I get British TV. I don't think there's any british local wrestling um that's on any it's not on like the bbc channel 4 sky like there's no british wrestling promotion that's no, on they're, they're, they're on their little cable vision channels though like their little yeah. you know like like local new york wrestling company or something like that like like, yeah. like on channel 13 but i will say this much the wrestling over there in the uk is human it's always been humongous but right now is their biggest to my understanding is one of their biggest boom periods they've ever had uh as far as indie wrestling goes wwe is very smart they're trying to tap into that money it's very yeah. intelligent and the talent over there is incredible they've always been incredible though but like right now there, if you watch it, I, I see a ton of it on YouTube because um, I like the work. I like, I love the way British wrestlers work generally. The the mm-hmm. the, the Doug Williams of the world, like like that type of wrestling, um, the the technical aspect. But they they've now incorporated a lot more high flying and a lot more spotty spots, which is generally not the way many British wrestlers used to wrestle back when I was start or when I was starting up. So now it's it's really hitting a whole new groove now that that they're more they're being more athletic, um, while still you know like a, like a Gallagher for instance, um, incorporating some new updated moves with it you know it's like the mm-hmm. remix they hit the remix button you know and uh I, I it's a smart move by them i just wonder if there was a disconnect as far as listening to them speak when it's time for promo time i think the hardcore fans will overlook that and get into it and they'll feel cool. like they're being exposed to something different i mean personally um insane championship wrestling someone in the in the chat give us the correct name of the the promotion over there thank you for that question for that answer gallagher by the way is another one i could listen to from just fine you know it's not all of them i'm just giving you know but here's what's cool about this is as opposed to you know maybe i'm sure there'll be some overlap with whoever the champion is and monday night raw or smackdown whichever they choose to be. they've got a yeah but I love that they're giving it its own show um, and letting it live on its own. Better that than to bring more guys to the main roster from the UK and just have them get lost in the shuffle. You know, I'd rather them That's have them show where they can shine. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the tournament's coming up. It's going to be a uh, uh, second weekend, uh, mid-January uh, on the network. It's going to be live for two days. So unlike the cruiserweights, they're not taping it and spacing it out. Right. They're going to do two days back-to-back to crown the first ever UK champion. Finn Balor will be on commentary, uh, William Regal as well. So, uh, yeah, this is all just coming together very, very fast. But it, I think it shows oh, that. It's, it's not. I thought what's his name was on commentary. Uh, it's uh, Balor, Regal. Uh, he might be the third. Nigel. Then he's the third because I know Balor and Regal, which is a huge announcement, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is just coming together. I mean, they made the announcement this past week, so I think it's cool that they're doing this. And then we already know there's going to be a women's championship um, similar to the cruiserweight champion uh, 
tournament that they had coming up next year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's a good time. It's definitely a good time for things. Speaking of the women's match, we're going to talk about the 30-minute Ironman match between Sasha yep. and Charlotte and Roadblock, end of the line in a second. But first, I want to take a moment and thank wow. our sponsors, including a new one that's brand new to the Wrestling Inc. podcast, and that's Skills. Skills with a Z. Skills lets you play the mobile games you love and win real cash prizes. I've been checking it out. I've been playing it. I love that they got a bowling game on there. They got a trivia game on there. I've won like a hundred bucks so far playing the bowling game, and it's a lot of fun. Um, every skills game is available free to play on your iOS or Android device. But what's really cool is that you also have the option of competing for real cash prizes. I mean, you can win real money playing games on your phone. In fact, you can win up to $100 in a single tournament with entry fees as low as a penny. Skills offers a variety of games for iOS and Android, including puzzles, bubble popping, bowling, pool, solitaire, trivia, and more. And in addition to tournaments, you can also go head-to-head -head with other players. Skills will match you with players who have a similar skill level to yours, so the competition is always fun and fair. You can play and compete whenever you want and win real cash prizes playing the games you already love. Here's what we want you to do. Go to skills.com slash wrestling. Again, that's skills with a Z to learn more and download your favorite free games. Try it for free. And when you make your first deposit, when you decide you're good enough to compete for cash, skills will double it. And when you enter the promo code wrestling, you'll get an extra $10 in free bonus cash on top of your initial deposit that they double. Check it out at skills.com slash wrestling. And again, enter that promo code wrestling for a free $10 in bonus cash. And we thank them for their support. Skills.com, skills with a Z. It's really cool. I've been playing it the past couple of weeks. So glad to have them as a sponsor on the show. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's it's really cool, Matt. I don't know if you play many games on your phone, but yeah, I do. That, that I sounds, play that sounds really cool. Bowling games and pool games. I always think to myself, like, man, if I could just make money doing this, because right. I figured yeah. out how to bowl a perfect strike in a perfect game. Now you can with skills. Uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. I'm actually surprised how cool it is, and uh, that you can do that on your iPhone. It's awesome. Um, I also want to thank DDP Yoga, DDPY for sponsoring the show. You've heard us talk about it. You saw Mick Foley tonight. Underneath all that hair, the man has lost like 100 pounds using DDP yoga. Uh, guys like Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho all benefited immensely from it. And if you've been thinking about taking control of your own health and fitness going into 2017, DDPY is having their biggest sale ever, their Ho 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 Holiday Sale, which is already underway. For a limited time, get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off, plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Or if you're digital only, you can get 25% off the DDP Yoga Now app and uh, start using it through there. You can also buy a Max or Combo Pack at 25% off and get 50% off the second one. Give it as a gift to someone you love. It's a great Christmas gift. We'll go together with them and say, hey, next year, you know what, 2017, we're going to buddy up, hold each other accountable, and do DDP Yoga to get in amazing shape. If you've been on the fence about starting it, DDPY, now is the best time to get on board. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Stop procrastinating. Get started now with DDP Yoga, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. So Sasha and Charlotte tonight, um, they kept emphasizing again and again, this is the end of the line for their back and forth. There's no rematch clause. Uh, Charlotte re-won uh, the title tonight. Now she's a four-time women's champ. So I know you alluded to it earlier, Matt. I mean, what did you think of this match and how it compares to the matches they've had building up to this? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're loud and clear, man. Okay, I'm hearing a buzz in the background. I apologize. Um, you don't hear that buzz? No, I do not. All right, perfect. Um, incredible. Incredible. Another one for the ages. Um, just blown away by these two. I, I put out a tweet earlier that Charlotte has convinced me she's the female Brock Lesnar as far as just unlimited physical talent goes, as far as, like, athleticism goes. It, it, her stuff is just off the chain. Um, she tries new stuff, which I really appreciate. 
And uh, she's trying to keep her stuff fresh, um, which is very difficult to do. We have the same opponent over and over and over again. Uh, Sasha, same thing. She tries to find new and cool updated ways to go into her bank statement. Um, the girls just, I thought they had the match of the night. For my money, that by far and away was the best match of the night. That earned my money if I would have paid for this match, if they, they show. I really love the last uh, 10 minutes of it in the overtime. I thought at the beginning it was a little deliberately paced. I mean, obviously, you have a 30-minute match. You don't want to. I was thinking about that. Most people complain, you know, Glenn, that what? That, that How do all these pinfalls start ringing off at the end, right? Like, yeah. why does it always happen toward the end? And I was thinking, because you're tired you're you're more you're more open to finally lose you're you're weakened you're injured you're whatever have you um because yeah. i was thinking the same thing i was like why is it that these pinfalls always don't happen until like the second half or toward the end you know what i mean same with these beat the clock challenges too like like they wait till like the last minute like three minutes to start banging out all these pinfalls i'm like where the hell was this earlier on um I, I don't know. Well, I mean, compare it to now, granted, with the Iron Man match and women competing in that, um, you know, the only recent point of reference, or perhaps the only reference really ever uh, to weigh this against was Bailey versus Sasha at NXT TakeOver Respect. And my recollection of that, it could be wrong, was that was a more intense match from start to finish, a little more aggressive um, from start to finish. This one felt like it took a while to get going, but once it did, I mean, it was just, just you know, completely uh, full steam ahead, especially with that overtime segment. I think um, my only complaint with it, when I know a lot of people pointed this out, I saw online that we're talking about it, was that it was a little weird to have Sasha make it to that last 10 seconds, right? And then tap, like to get to that, that point where Charlotte um, tied it. That seemed a little odd pacing-wise. Um, timing could have been off. I mean, yeah. these are two girls that are just – how long they've been on the main roster now? A year and change? Yeah, year and a half. I mean, they've had a million matches, and there are definitely no greenhorns by any stretch of the imagination as far as, you know, the main events, and they've worked their way up to this point. But they've still only been on TV for a year and a half. So yeah. something like that could have easily have happened as far as time goes, especially in an Ironman match. I can't begin to tell you the amount of pressure on those two women tonight. Oh, I'm sure. And, and what it takes to pull off that match, the timing of it, it it's – I'm telling you, it's so hard. I know I couldn't do it, um, not because of the wind or anything, but but the, but toward the end, the timing. You got to be be in the ring with a very good ring general, and um, I don't know which of the two girls it was, but they both, whoever it was, did a fantastic job. I thought quarterbacking that match, but more importantly, I thought that uh, again they set the bar again higher. And, and the one thing to remember back to be fair with with in Brooklyn with Bailey versus Sasha, which I agree that was an incredible night, an incredible match, one of my favorites um, ever for a women's match. But they had the crowd. They had that Brooklyn crowd lit. They were popping for everything. I mean, everything. Um, it makes the match more exciting. It just does. If, there, if this match was tonight in Brooklyn, there would have been certain things that they absolutely lost their you-know-what for, their, their bleep for. Or even a full uh, sale. Yeah, a place where I think it's more um, yeah. receptive in terms of women's wrestling. Which isn't to say the main roster isn't, but I feel like it's hit or miss with the crowds a lot of the time, depending on who they're in front of. Um, yep. that, so that being said, so Sasha got busted open. So, I mean, a lot of people hear this spoken about, but you can tell us what it was like when you were on uh, in the WWE. So what's the deal with bleeding in the ring and what kind of serious fine are you facing if you get blood on that canvas? First of all, I think, do we know how she cut it? I'm pretty sure she scraped it on the steps, right? 
uh, I don't know if it was on the steps, but it was it was in the overtime that she was just. I mean, it was just a fountain coming out of her. She nose. wasn't bleeding before that. I don't think so. Not not noticeable. Not so. That, then I mean, it wasn't the steps. Then. Um, yeah. hmm. I just know nowadays it's a huge no no, right? Yeah. Like they do everything in their power to not show blood right but if an accident happens an accident happens and someone's the the annoying trainers got to come out and put a towel on it slow down the match and it takes away a little bit when that happens but that that's the protocol as far as being fined you only get fined if you planned on opening yourself the hard way or through if you're really stupid bringing a blade with you to the ring <laughs> and cutting yourself like we used to do yeah yeah i don't think uh, we don't really have a rich history of women blading in professional wrestling um no. it seemed like she just got her nose just busted um that's all it was an accident yeah yeah certainly uh but it was interesting i remember uh what's the story brodus clay talks about where he uh got busted open the ring and then very quickly rolled out to avoid getting that fine of bleeding on the on the ring itself um yeah, it just uh, it was crazy though. I mean, it definitely I think added something to the match. The fact that it was organic and legitimately happened wasn't intentional. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought that last segment was really interesting. I mean, I guess the big question is: so now Charlotte is retained. Okay, so they said this is the end of the storyline. I believe when we last sp spoke about this, you predicted. Well, I mean, one of them's going to go into a program with Bailey, and then we see maybe yep. a triple threat with the three of them at WrestleMania. <sighs> Probably more than likely. If that's their road to WrestleMania, I don't know what they do before that. I don't know if Bailey just jumps in right now. Yeah. And it's Bailey versus Charlotte. That's why I predicted Charlotte to win was because uh, she needs a title back on her and, you know, to go go work with Bailey. Bailey yeah. can't work Sasha. And, and Bailey's obvious the next one in line as far as the totem pole goes. She's right there in third, right? So and then there's a huge drop off we keep talking about. Yeah, maybe Emma. I mean, with Emma, if she finally actually... We need just to stop saying her name, please. <laughs> I get you think she's hot, but let, let, no, actually, no more. I liked Emma. Oh, I mean, it's uh, we talked about this before. I thought Emma's last... She doesn't get awesome. any talk until she appears on TV. I know. Okay, okay. I'm holding out hope, man. Look, if I You know what? I'm going to start talking about Matt, the Blueprint Matt Morgan. I think Blueprint Matt Morgan should wrestle Brock Lesnar. And then... Brock has to beat Matt Morgan in order to face Goldberg at WrestleMania. But if you can't beat Matt Morgan, Matt Morgan gets Goldberg at WrestleMania. Hey, Matt, if that happens, I'll buy that pay-per-view on legitimate pay-per-view, not even on the network. I'll spend six. Can you really do that anymore? I think you can, in theory, through your cable box. Um, <laughs> I don't. When's the last time? I mean, do people still? I doubt anyone listening to this podcast does it. But in theory, so you can. Doesn't it feel so dated already? Like oh, that, absolutely. That way of you know. Well, and it's uh, outrageously expensive too. I mean, I mean, I remember yeah. going over to a friend's house and everyone like had to pony up ten bucks for like WrestleMania. Yes, same here. Yep. Yeah, and it was like you know you did not get in the door unless you paid that ten dollars. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's insane. It's absurd to think that that's still going on in parts of the country. Maybe parts of the country with like really bad internet. I don't know. Hmm. Um. But yeah, that's the thing, man. It's like, and it speaks to how lacking it is, right? It's like if Paige came back at work, but Paige obviously isn't coming back. So it's like, you can't have Sasha versus Dana. Like, man, what a step down for Sasha, if that's the case. You know, it's like you need someone. I know, I know. On that level, and they just don't have it, man. I mean, they've got I, I just don't. Here's what the only thing is. They, they, they just did the triple threat last Mania, right? Yeah. Yeah, with Becky, uh, Sasha. Do, do they repeat it? You know what I mean? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't I know. Think, Maybe they do the right thing and build Bailey properly. 
There's yeah. enough time. There's enough time. It'd be nice. I think with Charlotte, um, they've got a, I don't know, Charlotte, I, I feel like, you know, you're only as good as your opponent and your protagonist and Sasha and Charlotte have been very good for one another. But, you know, it's like when it was Charlotte um, versus Natalia, it's like you need someone that's a clearly defined character that can work against you. And I think Bailey and Charlotte would work very, very well in that respect. Um, I think it'll yeah. make Charlotte a better villain to that end. Yes. You know, good build, uh, good, very good bully she'll play. Yeah. And I don't know. And I don't know what's up with Dana. I mean, we'll see what happens tomorrow night, but allegedly this is it for Sasha and Charlotte. So allegedly we have reached no. the line. Wow. In roadblock into the line. I Sasha. don't believe that for one minute, but whatever. It would be nice. I mean, they got an eye of Jax, I guess. They'll reboot it in two months. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Absolutely. They have to. Who else they got? I know. And that's, it's weird though, right? Because it seems like in theory, Raw has this really big roster comparatively. Yeah. But with women, they're on equal footing in SmackDown. But in SmackDown, I feel like they rotate it a little more, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, like I want the women's division to succeed. I just think that they've got to figure out how to do two running storylines parallel to each other um, and yeah. use Sasha, Charlotte, and Bailey wisely. Um, so tonight for the Universal title, we had Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. Um, this was another knockdown drag out. Let's just, you know, Batman versus Superman can't possibly be over in 15 minutes, has to go full 30 to 45. And uh, then it ended by a DQ when Chris Jericho ran out, slammed Kevin Owens, getting Roman DQ'd because the assumption was that it was on Roman's behalf. But then at the end, Kevin and Chris are back as friends um rollins comes out they uh take uh jericho through one table and owens through another and it just i don't know it seems like a very anticlimactic ending to what was a pay-per-view that took they never really got its footing you know <sighs> see i did i, I thought the pay-per-view got its footing but I, I i do think that main event match was not good um and i'm super and kevin owens is my guy we all know this right uh um but it, i didn't like it i just not Kevin's fault. I, I just, it just, I don't know. They're making him look like too much of a puss. And, and, and you know, with, with the whole Chris Jericho, hey, open the door, friend. <laughs> like, that that ain't him. It's funny when he's doing some of his, hey, we're best friends, aren't we, type stuff. Right? That's funny. I'll agree. It's hilarious. I think everything he does is usually hilarious. I don't like him verbally being a puss on top of the fact he always needs help to win as well quote-unquote being a puss uh physically you know because he's not he everything he does in that ring looks so real to me like his punches look more real than mine every day like, like he looks like he's putting in damage when it's time to get steam on his opponent um and for everyone out there going oh well isn't that the whole purpose of getting heat is being a chicken shit heel yes but not when you're the universal champion right and and and, and this is his big opportunity to 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 run as the the main guy on the show. I just want him to get a fair opportunity. And I just think they need to watch how much, you know, he keeps doing Come on, Chris. I thought we we're best friends. Crap. Um, you know, it could be funny sometimes, but sometimes it's not. It doesn't need to be done too much because I think it does affect his perception. Not in a chicken shit heel way, by the way, but in a puss heel type way. And that's a big difference because he's not that. And that's what it's the perception is going to be and i don't like it because I, I love watching him yeah i, th I think because he he brings it and he does the bully thing well um very well you know and that's it's different i think like 
Rollins was a really good chicken ass heel. And I liked when they yeah. did Rollins as the champ that constantly got crapped on by, by the authority is like, he was their guy, but whether it was the corporate cane thing or the sting thing, it was like Rollins was a champ that got no respect. Um, with Owens, I like to just play him as a straightforward bully who was funny more often than not, but occasionally would get that freaked out sort of look. Um, right, right. you know, I, I think they dialed his character really well. The whole thing with him and Jericho, um, yeah, it seems a little strange to have him be so like apologetic towards he it. would not be like that sarcastic kevin owens would never be like that right not the character we've been watching now no yeah, way it, it felt a little untrue uh to how they've played him and i just don't know where they go now i mean so at the end when they had that shot of uh reigns and rollins together it's like their looks are so similar now it's yeah. you know it's like this idea that they're just gonna have they're gonna be the shield without ambrose um and i think that it's I don't know. I think they're both going to get sort of their personalities lost in the shuffle where it's like Reigns, look, Reigns, say what you will about him. Like he has his persona, right? I mean, right. he has who he is. Right. He's yes. snarky. He's a snarky face. He says these comments. And he but shouldn't be, but yes. Yeah, but that's who he is. Yep. Rollins has still been finding his way as a face since he came back from injury. True. It's like they brought him back as a heel, but the crowd loves him, but like what's his motivation is okay he wants a fair shot to get what's rightfully his he wants to call out triple h but now to have him and reigns together i just feel it's like it's like yeah. um you know when you take different crane colors and it just ends up with brown like it's like yeah i know what you're saying yeah no, it's like, saying. there's nothing cool about them being together it just muddles both of them it does it lessens but it lessens both guys actually yeah. Um, which I can't believe I'm saying because anything having to do with the shield, I would have been a huge fan of, you know, just six months earlier. Um, when especially when Roman desperately needed help and a rub. Um, but because they're time and time again not setting Seth up properly. This ain't on Seth. At first I thought it was, but it's really not. I I'm watching the promos they're giving him. They're not setting him up for success. Yeah. Um, with what they're feeding him script wise and you know, obviously, Sparkle Crotch, those are his things. Yeah, obviously, he those are, that's not something that's being written for him. I get that. But the gist of the opening up the Monday Night Raw with him in the ring and having his own talk show, they're setting him up for failure. Not on purpose, but they really are setting him for failure. That's not it's a babyface we're going to rally behind. We rally behind Edge as a babyface because he put in the time of being this Dicky Heel, who eventually got so good, we started to respect him. And then once we started to respect him and he became a baby face, he didn't really go too far off from what he was as a heel. He was still a smart aleck. You know, he'd still cheat to win if he needed to, right? Yeah. Um, and we, we respected the body of work in his promos that he put in over time. They're rushing by putting Seth in those spots now when he has not had the longevity yet of a babyface to have earned our emotional investments in him with, with him being that smart alecky um, game show host, you know, talk show host mm -hmm. that opens up Monday Night Raw and has that bland back and forth with Kevin. Remember, like they're not. That's what I mean. They're not doing him favors. That's not his fault. That's their fault. They need to set up, baby. You play to the strengths. You hide their weaknesses. Everyone knows this in wrestling one on one that that writes or produces. So, what they need to figure out what his strengths and weaknesses are because his his weakness is not talking. I actually I think Kevin could talk, and he, I mean sorry Seth could talk. He did a good job as a heel actually. He improved immensely. Uh -huh. um, he had a lot to talk about with his whole rebuild, re whatever, when he was coming back from his injury, and then they stopped. They yeah. should have kept letting him talk from his heart. If he just did that, 
I'm telling you, he would have hit so many more fans across the world as far as making us emotionally invested in him and then slowly get out of that, right, of what, you know, being injured and I'm back to light the world on fire. I got screwed over out of my title. That's a lot to talk about. And they gave him, like, I feel like three weeks to talk about it, and that was it. Well, and they had him come back from his injury with the most natural babyface momentum possible, right? Especially right. if you watch that WWE 24 documentary. Yep. And then they hey. have him turn it into this, oh, yeah, my knee gave out because of the way to carrying this company on my back and this whole heel spiel that they tossed into that. True. That's where the tone was wrong. I think if he came back and said, That's like, hey, point. this all passed me over because of my injury and I'm here to reclaim what's rightfully mine. You know, right. I'll start from the bottom and we'll work my way back up. I feel like the audience wasn't – that's that was the problem. Do you think though they made that with him be with, with the mind being a heel though maybe? Yeah, because that was with him doing all the like knocking the city, knocking you know, right? You know, and it's just like why, man? You know, it's like I went to a live event. I think when he'd been back from three weeks, and he was the uh -huh. heel losing to Reigns as the face, you know, and it was just like same. Uh, like it didn't fit him and seeing him on the live show. He had to do that too. He comes out all these cheers. Everyone's like Seth, Seth, you know, it's like they're Hopeful. stoked he's back. Yeah. Right. And then he starts like crapping on the city, s s talking all this trash, oh, trying okay. to get that reaction. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not, he, if they wanted him as a face, he came back in the, with the best or it's like if Finn Balor came back and they were like, Oh, he's going to be a bad guy. Now it's like, no, when you come back from an injury and you're beloved and people have missed you, that's you're on the track, man. Like it's really hard to get an audience to go yeah. against you. Yeah. Well, actually that's the easiest thing to do is to be a heel. It's always easier to get booed than yeah. to make these freakers like you, especially nowadays. Oh, when they God. like you, when they like you, it's hard. I mean, you, oh, you yeah. have to, like, why don't you just come out and light an American flag on fire, you know? And then, like... Well, he was obviously still being a heel, right? I mean, there's no way yeah. he's coming out burying a city if he's supposed to be being a face. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, why... I mean, it's like... But if they, they treat you like a face, I, I just don't understand why they would do that and then three months later be like, oh, Rollins is going to be a face now. And now it's like, okay, but we already burned the organic great storyline. Right. Which he definitely could have had a head start with if they incorporated it right away. But he had so much stuff to talk about. Yeah, you know about being hurt, and I know we've heard it before, but that dude is very passionate about how good he is in that ring, right? Mm -hmm. Um, not on the not on the Daniel Bryan level. Like when Daniel Bryan talks about being in the ring, like I love listening to that. You know, I buy a line and sinker. He he's passionate, and I always get that vibe. That's when they started booking Daniel, right? When they let him talk about that stuff. Uh, before then he started doing the entertainment stuff and then he started to slow slowly grow and build that body of work that i was telling you about earlier like with edge mm -hmm. so he could be a heel when they're when he's sitting there going no no and the whole crowd's chanting yes people wanted to interact with him he earned the right to, he earned their emotional investment seth is still building that body of work and the wwe is killing him with putting him in predicaments that doesn't allow that to take place so six months into it now that we're coming up on, right? It's near the end of twenty sixteen. Do you think this brand split was was the right idea in doing Raw and SmackDown? Yes, I I, I I I know it doesn't seem it, but yes, I do. I really do. I think it's done well for it's done good for a lot of talents. Uh, especially I, I know we just thought we just got on the women for not having just having two top tier stars and raw, and then that's really it, right? And then we have uh Bailey behind them, but then that's really it. But say what you will, the women are getting more ring time. Mm-hmm. A lot more ring time than ever before. Um, Becky Lynch got she's so god darn talented. I Absolutely. don't know if she ever would have gotten to where she got if she wasn't on SmackDown. I'm not saying because it's a lesser of the two shows, but 
there's one stud on one show and she was the other stud on the other show. So she got to get her time. They created another star. Do you know, do you have any idea how Becky is on the road and how great she is with doing oh, yeah. all the, the charity events, stuff with kids, answer and she's an amazing baby face for that company. Very underrated. Um, but they built her into the star because of the brand split. Um, there's so many others. That's just one off the top of my head, but Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, uh, Dean Ambrose, my boy AJ. Um, I don't necessarily think all of those guys would have had opportunities at the top. We're still waiting for Seth, um, but he's already had a run. Um, but the rest of those guys I just mentioned, it would still be the Jerichos being on top only. It would still be Seth, Roman Reigns on top only. You know what I mean? Rusev wouldn't be on Um you know, there'd be so many things that would be happening if there wasn't this brand split. They're very shallow. Yes, they are. But they know what they're doing. And I guarantee you the NXT, uh, the call-ups will make a big difference. Yeah. I'll be curious to see how they play it tomorrow night, um, you know, and see what, what happens with tomorrow's Monday Night Raw going to the end of the year. And I'll tell you, the best thing that I figured out tonight was when I was Googling when the next pay-per-view was, yeah. that the next one's the Royal Rumble. So we got Royal six Rumble. weeks. Uh, yeah. Almost right. So, uh, six weeks or at least a month. We've got at least a month till the next pay per view. Thank God okay. for that. <laughs> right? Because it seems like for a while it was just like one after the next after the next. Hey, like, I like doing these shows, so I don't care. I like doing these shows too, man. But it was just you know what I'm saying. It's like with SmackDown, it seems just like every three or four weeks. I think now we have a period of time. Okay, so we've got new champions, right? We got new tag team champions. We got new right. women's champion. Now, granted, new women's champion, same as the old women's champion, but still enough is happening maybe they're just you know i just want them to shake the snow globe a little bit let's see where it falls let's see what happens let's do something a little different going into the new year just so it doesn't feel like <laughs> it's natural extension of the same matchups we've been seeing you know i think uh yeah, reigns and owens i mean tonight think about it man when they were saying that if reigns wins he's going to be uh, uh the undisputed champion right he's going to have the two belts but if owens had won it's just for, it's like n no one should hold yeah. two belts right it's bad enough that we're seeing the same guys, you know, that's a good point locked in. Yeah. So to have them together, I just think is it's, it's, I mean, it's not a roadblock. It's a dead end to have reigns versus Owens, you know, your two champions against each other, uh, potentially locking up two of the titles. Well, like I said, I, th I originally thought they did that just because reigns was just being a placeholder. Yeah. Until Jericho versus KO was set up more. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll see what happens. So the 29th, Jan so it is six weeks. January 29th is the Royal Rumble at the Alamodome in San Antonio, Texas. Um, that's the next WWE pay-per-view. So we've got a little bit until that happens. But tomorrow night, Monday Night Raw, we'll be back. We'll see what happens. We'll be here right after the show ends on the East Coast. Uh, myself, Matt, and Raj Giri to talk about everything Raw-related. Matt, your final thoughts on the pay-per-view tonight? I just want to look at something. I'm 40 years old, folks. <laughs> Look at the ball and those biceps. Can you guys see it from this angle? Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look. Hang on. Look at that. Are you kidding me? I'm in better shape than every mother Fletcher on that show. I'm just well, saying. As we discussed, because time on the road is not time to make massive gains and improvements. If you eat right, you can. And the guys now can eat right and get meal prep services mailed to their home through nutritionsolutions.com. Cheap plug. That's who I use. Um, and eat like 100% clean. They'll ship it to your hotel. It's a little pricey, but it's worth it. Um, 
But uh, anyway, so there is no more excuses for these dudes. Do any um, of these guys travel with a trainer? That's a good question. I want to say Kurt. I, th- I want to say Kurt did. Maybe. Yeah. I, I would imagine so. Sure. I, I want to say Big Show maybe did at one point. I could be wrong. Big Show had this huge-ass bus with, like, he always had this other guy on there. I don't know if that was just a driver. Maybe it was his trainer. I'm sure they do. They've got enough money to I, do it. I would think someone like your, yourself or, you know, someone that, that wanted to travel and do the schedule could make a nice good uh, idea. Nice living, traveling, doing meal prep, even figuring out, like, where to get to source, maybe even prep meals in those cities, you know, just travel with them and be the guy, like, while they're at the venue, you're out securing their 12 o'clock, sixth meal of the day, you know? Yeah, I mean, like I said, that nowadays they're lucky they get paid, they, they have someone deliver it. Um, yeah. It's incredible how quickly they're able to do it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, ain't, I ain't leaving my home five days a week, brother. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be wrestling still. Yeah, that schedule sounds brutal, man. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thanks for joining uh, me tonight, Matt. And thanks everyone for listening and tuning in on this. So Matt, any other uh, plugs, anything else you want to give a shout out to before we wrap the show? Uh, supplement company wise, guys, everybody always asks, how do you get in shape? What supplements you take? You actually can take decent supplements and not need steroids in order to get muscles. I know that's shocking, but you can. You go to 5percentnutrition.com. Pick up um, the, the makers of All Day You May. It's a great BCAA mix. Uh, some creatine mixes called Creatine as well as Kill It. My two favorite pre-workouts are called 5150 and Full As Full. I can't say the word. F-U-C-K. Um, that's how I'm telling you right now. It's a lot of how I've made my quote-unquote gains um, this offseason. As many of you know, I compete in the NPC now in men's uh, physique. Um, so nonetheless, check them out. There is a, you know, get your asses in the gym, eat clean. You don't need steroids to do this. Um, and that's really it. Hit me up on Twitter, BP Matt Morgan. Hit me up on Instagram at BP Matt Morgan. I'm almost at half a million followers. Help me get there guys. Come on. Cool, man. So, uh, thanks everyone for joining us tonight and we'll see you back here next time on the wrestling Inc podcast. Take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.